Okay, we're going to continue on talking about the last 16 in the World Cup. The first thing I want to talk about is America and Netherlands. So this game was pretty, pretty, pretty telling. You know, like coach-wise, it shows that like what tactic really worked best or just who's the best coach, really. Netherlands are on to something. You get what I'm saying? But anyway, starting the game, you know, it, it really, it felt like, you know, we were all excited for America to make it this far. And we were hoping like, you know, anything happened really. It's the last 16. And they have been performing pretty good in the back. So you would assume they wouldn't leak that many goals. And if this game was going to be very close, that's what I assumed. But no, it was anything but that. You know, I mean, Netherlands scores in the nine minute. Des had the worst game of his life. Okay, he had more worst games than when he was at Barcelona. You get what I'm saying? Because I believe two of the goals, two of the first goals that were scored... Uh, man, I hate this, but I had to I had to blame him. The first goal, he's not coming back to his position, so the midfielder have to cover for him. While the midfielder is covering for him, Depay is wide open. So the cross just came to him where Depay can take extra step to get a clear shot in the goal, and he gets it. And the same thing on the second goal. Des is literally have both of his hands on his shoulder, and the cross comes in again, all time, two to nothing by half time. It's over. The game was over, and it just shows you when it comes to the real, real deal games, it shows the experience, it shows the skills, it really showed even the third goal. The third goal, literally Robinson was not even looking behind him. Don't forget a wide open goal. on the After the third goal was scored, I mean, you were like, yeah, America's just not ready. We still need to work. We still need to, you know, and none of this like blaming the coach, none of this blaming on Junior Reed, you know, not playing, none of that. Regardless if he played or not, this would have been the outcome because the defense was just atrocious. Going to the game was Argentina and Australia. Man, this was this was a great game. This was a great game. You know, we're all here, me personally, supporting Argentina, hoping Lionel Messi gets, you know, everything he really deserved at this point. You get what I'm saying? I mean, the game he had himself, wow, right? It was If, if you're a Messi fan, you were like losing your mind in this game. You, you probably watched the highlight like four or five times. You get what I'm saying? That's how good he played in this game. We even got a little glimpse of him, you know, the old days. That run from the midfield to all the way to the end where he could have scored. Think about if he would have scored that goal. Oh, my God. The guy was amazing. But credit to Australia. I mean, they were not. They didn't back down. This game could have easily went to extra time. And Australia could have honestly made it through. I mean, they didn't. they did not stop working their butt off. Especially the last 15 minutes, Argentina was just, they couldn't, they didn't, they couldn't deal. They couldn't deal. They could have easily tied. And I have to go back to like, you know, remember the curse that Iguain had on Messi? I feel like Martinez, what's going on? You know, he's so out of form. He literally had three chances, one-on-one. He missed all of them. Does that remind you of somebody, guys? You get what I'm saying? So I just feel if they want to go far to the final, you can't have these misses. You get what I'm saying? Because the teams are in this tournament is just ridiculous. Especially the teams they have to beat to even get to the final. They essentially have to beat France to get to the final. You understand that, right? So, <laughs> you know what I mean? We can't have anybody missing. Alvarez is doing his part, dude. This kid, I think he every shot he shot at a goal, it seems like it just goes in. And that's that's a good that's something they need. Di Maria didn't play this game, but he needs to be fit. They're going to need literally everybody. But nevertheless, they fought through it. Messi was fabulous. The first goal, my God, shivers. Congrats to them. And now they play Netherlands. So now, Netherlands and Argentina. 
my money's still on Argentina, obviously, right? Nevertheless, though, Netherlands looks solid from the back to front. Depay, for some reason, when he plays for Netherlands, he's completely a different player. Maybe it's because he's the main man and Netherlands just trust him that really it boosts his morale to the level that he's just been clean. He's just been clean for this team. And their midfield is solid. I mean, Netherlands is always solid in the World Cups. But again, that's the danger of it. You never know what you're going to get. So I would be really worried for Argentina because even when they were playing against a team like Australia, no offense to Australia, but we're talking about Netherlands, bro. You know what I'm saying? It's a whole different ball game. These guys are all playing top clubs, okay? Their coach is a legend. This dude is tactic. He's he looks like he's here for business. You know what I mean? He's he's like I'm getting this. So it's gonna be really hard for the Argentinians to come through. Lionel have to play the same way he played against Australia, and Martinez needs to start scoring. That's the only way to go through here. That's it. And the game that happened today was France and Poland. I mean, you know, there's a lot of people who are like overanalyzing this game. Like, did you honestly thought Poland was going to give France any much of a fight? Because I had zero chance. I mean, Kelly, look, let's look at the let's look at the lineup for the France and let's just compare them to, you know, this is the French lineup. Elliot Giroud, French top leading scorer at the top. Kelly Mbappe have him at the left. And you got Dembele on the right. And then you got Griezmann in the middle. And then you got Tuchemin in the middle. And Rabio, which, you know, Rabio doesn't get enough credit. He's been not being the best, you know, for the past two years at Juve. But I think it's because he's in Juve, right? Because when he's in French, I mean, these guys all, when they're here at their national team, they really come to perform. But I digress. Go back to the defense. I mean, this team is solid from the front to back. And when you have Kylian Mbappe and when you have Dembele on both of the wings, what chance do you honestly have? These are some of the fastest players in football. I just didn't see any reason why anybody would have thought Poland was going to get any goal. Even the goal they got, it was a penalty, right? I mean, they, they, could, they could have scored way more goals. So there's not much to say about Poland here. France is here for business. Kelly Mbappe is here to play. This guy's been the best striker in the tournament so far. He has five goals and two assists already. And the other game was England and Senegal. And again, this is another game where I try to be contrarian about this and like pick Senegal to win it. But boy, was that a mistake because England came and they came correct. They might have found the team that could win the World Cup, honestly, because this lineup, this is a lineup the world has been asking for. We've been asking for this goddamn lineup, okay? So they got Foden and Saka on both wings. Again, two crazy, crazy... These these two players are going to go down as some of the most skillful players England has produced, okay? And in the midfield, they have Billingham. Another legendary midfielder is coming. So, you know, they have the hallmarks of really going all the way and maybe bringing the cup back home. But the problem is this, guys. They have to face France. I really want to give my props to Phil Foden because he played the best game he ever played for England. I see no doubt. I don't see Mason Mount coming in in this anymore. And good. You get what I'm saying? Saka played great. Okay? And Kane. Kane is somebody who has not won a trophy, for sure. But just him being there, even when he doesn't score, he's one of the best passers in the world. And just his ball skill is just amazing. And that goal that he scored, oh. So I'm, and I'm also just happy for him for scoring. 
And but on the Senegal side, you know, I don't even feel bad for them because it was just crazy how easy they gave up. Literally the first score when Henderson score, they would they just lay down. They just lay down to England and England just ran them over. It was quite embarrassing to be honest. This is this is supposed to be African champions, and I saw nothing of sort. Now France plays England. This is this is basically the final, okay? This is the biggest game in football, honestly. So these are some of the most talented players in football, okay? You got Mbappe, okay? You got Kane, you got Dembele, you got Griezmann, okay? You got Rashford, you got Saka, Billingham. I can go on, okay? So many great players. Sterling, okay? This is a final. Now, who do you think is going to come out? France, of course. England could have pooped the bed. You know what I mean? They have pooped the bed before, and they can poop it again. The way the country hypes them up, the way everybody hypes them up, they just can't handle that kind of pressure. That's what it seems in past tournaments that I watched them. So they have to really, really bring their A game playing against the champions. And the champions came with no mistakes. Dude, I'm hearing Kelly Mbappe every day. This dude is taking 100 shots. 100 shots every day, bro. What chance do anybody have at this point? He's going to get the ball and he's going to score. But it's going to be it's going to be a great game. I mean, this World Cup is a hard World Cup. And so far, all the games have been great. And this is going to be a game for the ages, for sure. All right, that's all I got today.